Welcome back to Aravite Betrayal Talk, episode 66. Today, we're talking about all things Silverton, Colorado. The Hard Rock 100 is coming up, and I'm heading up there. Yeah. What is up, Matt? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How, how are you doing since the uh, last time we spoke? I'm trying to think. I think on air, I determined I was number one on the wait list, and that was <laughs> shocking uh, because I had checked the day before, and I was <sighs> third. So I was starting to sweat a little bit and, uh, yeah, I had a, my coach was like, see, this is why you need to be consistent in your training for <laughs> moments like this. And I believe it was Friday. I don't remember what day it was, but I got a call. I actually had a missed call. It said from Betsy Kalmeyer. You know who Betsy is? I do not. She's like a 18 time hard rock finisher or something like that. She's won the race several times. Um, she set the record on the Colorado trail. So she's a legend, lives in Leadville. Yep. Um, for some reason I had Betsy's phone number mixed up with Dale Garland's phone number in my phone. So I had like a missed call from Betsy Kalmeyer. I was like, that's weird. Maybe she's on the committee. I don't know. And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. And I hear a male voice answer it. And I was like, is this Dale? <laughs> and so I, I was like, is this the call? And he's like, yes, this is the call. So he said, do you want to come and run in the mountains with us in a couple weeks? And, uh, you know, I accepted the the position. So I do have to shout out Robert Andrulis. Um, he is here locally, and he's the one that dropped out that opened up a spot for me. So my brother's still in. It sounds like we might have a Curry showdown this year. He when says he's feeling good. What uh, Do you think you're coming in as the betting favorite? No. No, wow. I don't think so. I mean, dude, this guy, despite having his Achilles injury, I think like he has so much more fitness than me, even with taking time off. There's no way I'm the favorite. No. Coming off my worst hard rock ever last year, I'm just hoping to feel good and not throw up this year. And your first time in this direction. As well, Nick fact. has experienced both directions, I believe, right? Yeah, he's run it either way several times. Um, he ran this direction the very first time he ran Hard Rock, 2008. So I've paced this direction a bunch of times. But yeah, one thing, I don't know if we talked about it last year, but um, they say you're not a true Hard Rocker until you run both directions. Because they do switch, for those that don't know much about Hard Rock, they switch directions of the loop each year, which is kind of a cool feature of it. I don't know of many other, if any other races do that. Um, it's pretty cool. So yeah. never got the chance to run it this direction. Of course, I'm going to take the opportunity to give it a shot. Uh, I think I have a seven day run streak right now. So I'm really, I think, you know, Look ever you since go. last week's show, I've been, uh, diligent in getting my runs in. So that's my story. We're going to toe the line a week from Friday. Always time to cram for the test, you know? Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'll be heading up Friday. Thursday or Friday, uh, up to Silverton. So I'll get about a week of altitude. Gonna We have our Kendall Mountain and Silverton Alpine uh, races this weekend, which we talked about last week. Um, registration closed online, I believe, yesterday. But we will, of course, have race day signups or a packet pickup if you want to come and join us. Or if you're just in town, you can, you can get a 50K in. You can get a run up to the top of Kendall. It'll be a good time. It's a great way to kind of kick off the Hard Rock Week. Yeah, and of course, we've got some sweet merch to accompany 
that race weekend. So anyone who just has a, a passion for Silverton, Colorado can find their merch on the Mountain Outpost shop, uh, shop.mountainoutpost.com. Plenty of uh, fun stuff between our Silverton collection, our Run Steep Get High stuff, all the things. Yeah, if you guys want to support what we do, do check it out. So, Matt, you just did a race. I want to hear about that. Tell us what you just did. I did the iconic downtown road mile in Flagstaff. Nice. For those that don't know about it, why is it iconic? What What's the story behind it? Well, it's iconic, I think, just because. Well, in actuality, there's a ton of elites that live and train in Flagstaff. So you have these like super competitive elite fields with Olympians uh, who are out crushing it. But it's like this just epic event in a small mountain town uh, where you run two laps around downtown. Nice so is it like a, a square kind of loop? Yep. Two laps? Yep. Nice. Yep. 40, I want to say 46 feet of elevation gain, so not flat. Nice. At altitude, uh, of course. Yep, at 7,000 feet. And so it is as brutal as uh, everyone could would think that it is. All right. I think the folks out there want to know, do you know the winning times? And then what was your time? I don't know the winning times. I think it was low four. I saw a couple videos. They were both the course men, records like for four, men and women. Maybe 410 or just under. Yeah, I don't Something even like that. I don't even know who won the men's race. I know that Rachel uh, Smith, formerly Rachel Schneider, um, won the women's race in a new course record. And the first person to uh, become a three-time downtown road mile champion. Nice. Saw Molly Seidel uh, out and about in the streets. Saw Jared Hazen. Nice. The legends were out. Uh, you know, how many people the do this July. race? Is it like four hundred or five hundred, or is it like a couple mm, hundred? No, it's probably a couple hundred. Okay, maybe. And what was your time? I don't know my official time. Okay. I don't know that results have been officially posted. My watch said 5.58. Nice. Which is about where I expected my fitness to be. Um, but, I mean, I've run like 4.20 for a mile in college. So smoking. My fitness is a long ways away from where maybe it used to be. But it was fun. It was great. If I had, uh, if I were at sea level with a pair of Alpha Flies, probably would have run sub five. Well, you got a baseline for next year when you've had like a full year at altitude. Yeah, and just maybe like a year of running would be perfect. Would be good, but I've lined up healthy and I came out of it healthy, which are the two most important things. Nice, and we got to touch base with the man behind the computer over here, Bryce. You also did a race recently. Can you tell? This is a unique one, so I want to hear a little bit more about it. Yeah, uh, let me actually pop this up on the screen here because we got even a little shout out in uh, I Run Far, which is kind of cool. So this week I ran the Circle of Hell race, which is a fat ass style race at Pima Canyon Trailhead South Mountain. The idea is to do the hottest time of the day on statistically the hottest day of the year it's uh three hours one mile loops on like a rolling trail course and yeah it was fun we brought out like a whole aid station crew we had a pop-up and ice sponges and yeah it was a lot of fun nice and how'd you do bryce i did pretty good i was happy i got I, i ended up getting first place with 21 laps which was the goal there was a little bit of prize money involved um I was shooting for that. I think 22 is possible. I think 23. I mean, we'll see what happens in the years to come. I think this year there were 75 participants. 
which Ooh, that's flirting with like right you <laughs> can't do that <laughs> well, seven, 70 or 75 bibs were pulled anyway were taken gotcha yeah um but this was created by clint green so we got to shout him out i think he passed it on to some other folks now but uh pretty sweet yeah it was fun nice um this is not unheard of doing these sort of like unofficial heat races. I can think of a couple other ones. There's one that Art Bork locally puts on. He does a handicapped race up Piestawa Peak. Oh. Typically, I think in maybe in August. And so he'll handicap people like kind of like the Dipsy race, have the fastest folks start at the very end and everyone races up and it's the first to hit the summit. Uh, or some years he does like a one lap circumference race around Piestawa. Uh, and then James Bonet does like a birthday run in August where he sends folks across the Phoenix mountains preserve with like a ton of climbing on like some hot day in, in August. Have you done that one yet? No, I'm aware of it. Okay. I am afraid of it. Afraid of it. Friends <laughs> trying to convince me to sign up. Oh, come on. It. After what you just did out here, well, is it a hot day? like historically hot or was it kind of just moderate no it was like 104 so relatively speaking not bad but uh i (laughs) I mean it's true it could have been like 118 yeah 118 i hear i just hear that every time somebody finishes that course james goes and he redoes it so it's harder every single year it's more challenging more climbing it's like a barkley-esque situation a little bit nice i'd like to do it one day I i have a buddy trying to convince me to do it this year so we'll see sweet Good stuff. Well, just a reminder to those of you tuning in live, we we really appreciate you guys supporting this show um, and being in here with us each week. Uh, we will open it up to questions, so I don't know if we have any yet, but we, we love the audience participation here. We do have a few. Let's see. I can shout a couple out here real quick. You guys don't mind? Uh, well, still the uh, we still have the Arlen Glick conversation going about why isn't he sponsored. Um, let's see. Is there going to be live coverage at Hard Rock? Um, there won't be no live stream. Um, there will probably be I Run Far updates. There typically is. There are. They do have satellite trackers on people, so you can watch the dots going around the mountains. Um, I don't know. We, we might. We haven't talked about this yet, but if we have some folks out there, we might try and do some social coverage about the uh, Curry Showdown, yeah. possibly. Could be kind of fun. Um, other than that, I don't know. The, I don't think the race does their own, so we'll just kind of have to see. And service is limited out there, too. You're mm. you're in some pretty remote sections. Obviously, there's some towns, um, but... I mean, even you can see it behind you. Like, like this whole video is just, I mean... Oh, burrito. Oh, I'm definitely going to be doing some burritos. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I don't think I... I'm like, I don't think I prepared very well last year. Well, did you have the burritos ready? I don't know. I don't know. It's based on I this did. video. Dude, last year was not good. I haven't released my Hard Rock video from last year yet, but I might have to put a couple like teaser clips out there on my Instagram just to show you like how bad it was because it was awful. You know, 2022 is a new year. The two lowest moments. I mean, well, actually, there's there's quite a few <laughs> low moments, but like, throw, start throwing up at mile 14. I think I ate an expired goo packet which is just so stupid to do. It's like, how cheap are you? Like, it's fine. I'll use this like leftover one that we can't give to our participants anymore, but like I can eat, keep eating them. It's bad. <laughs> Come on. It's not good. So 
You didn't have your nutrition plan very dialed. No, it was like off the cuff. And then I think I had just gone to Mount Marathon and then went straight to Kendall and definitely was not well rested going into this thing. So I can't promise that I will be well rested this time, but I'm going to try. Um, All you can do is your best. And then, at, so yeah, once I started, I don't even know if I've really told my story of what happened last year, but we'll get into it a little bit. Have you heard much about it? I don't, I don't think so. I've heard about you puking at okay. like mile 10, basically. Yeah, so throwing up, and then I was like, oh, like thank goodness I threw up. Like I'm going to feel better. I go down to Maggie Aid Station, try and put some food down, and like a mile up the trail, same thing. It all just comes right back up. And so it just turned into like, tried to like sip on a little broth at pole Creek, but there's not a lot of aid stations out in that Mm -hmm. area. You're kind of in the most remote section of the race, the pole Creek to Mm -hmm. Sherman. And so basically just didn't eat anything for, from mile 14 to I think like 28 or 29, just like, and that was many hours. Cause I'm sitting on the side of the trail, just like, I can't move. I'm sick. At one point I laid down on the side of the trail and I put my head into an anthill. So I've got like ants just like crawling in my hair. It was, it was just awful. Absolutely insult to injury. Just when you think things can't get any worse. Yeah, you... lay down in an anthill. Yeah, so, so great. Um, so anyways, eventually I got some food in me, crawled my way up and over handies. Um, but I was pretty low on fuel at that point. And I did just progressively, like I kept like sleeping at aid stations, falling asleep on my feet. Perfect. 39 hour finish, which is like my slowest by far. So we're going to try and improve upon that. Jamil, uh, what just from the chat here, um, what is your shoe choice for hard rock? Have you put Ooh, any consideration? Into that's that? a great question. I have a lot more options this year than I did last year. Last year, it was an easy choice. It was the Ultra Glide from Solomon, which had just come out at the time, like their actual production model. That's definitely going to be probably in the arsenal this year. Um, probably be the go-to, I would say. It will most likely be the Ultra Glide, but I also have um, some of the new uh, plated shoes, trail shoes, the Pulsar Trail and Pulsar Trail Pro from Solomon. And so they have the energy blade in there. Um, they've got some good grip on them. So I'm tempted to give those a shot too. Uh, probably just bring them all up and most likely I'll probably start in the ultra glide just cause it's a kind of a proven shoe. It can go the distance. A little wider. Yeah. Cush, good cushion. Um, but I might also switch out as well. I know this direction, you know, it runs a little bit different than the clockwise wait is this the clockwise year this is the clockwise year it runs a little different than counterclockwise um the biggest point being a lot of the long dirt road sections are you're running down these long dirt roads and then you're kind of like scrambling up these steeper parts whereas the opposite way you're having to kind of climb up these long dirt roads like camp bird road is from ure up towards governor basin we get to just run down this road for like 10 miles. Um, I think Walmsley, when he was doing his attempt, was running like five minute pace down this or something ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> I won't be going that fast probably, but um, yeah, it's going to be fun. What about, uh, let me see. Oh, 
How do you pronounce Yore? Is it Yore? Oh God. Ure. Ure? I probably I I can't think on the spot. I don't know. I don't know either. Um jacket choice. Being Juan monsoon season. Yeah, the San Juan monsoons. Um so again, I will have an arsenal with me. Um obviously you know, this is a, a, they call it a postgraduate hundred mile race. And it truly is that there's no required gear list at hard rock 100, just like there's no required gear list at Barkley marathons and a lot of other races in the U S. So it's really, you know, you have to kind of be prepared for anything out there. Um, this race typically gets at least one afternoon thunderstorm for several hours or even into the evening. So I'll typically run with like the Bonatti, I think they call it, um, Solomon waterproof jacket. It's a little lighter weight. I'll probably have, I'll have that with me at all times. Um, but if there's a storm incoming, my crew will definitely have varying levels of, of warmer gear and more waterproof gear. I've got some really heavy duty jackets that I can bust out. Um, you know, even when it does rain and hail, Oftentimes it's still pretty warm. So it just kind of depends on the temperatures too. Sometimes you can get a warmer storm. Sometimes you get some really cold situations out there. Maybe. Oh yeah. And there's been so many stories of, um, you know, like going up Handy's Peak in this direction, there will likely be a storm um, into the night. (coughs) I paced Timothy Olsen one year, I think in 2014. We had a crazy storm when I started with him and People, I know Jason Coop one year, I think, hopped in a tent with someone because he didn't have enough gear with him or something. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know. Can you just want to be prepared for it all. Can you describe Hannity's Peak? Handy's. Handy's Peak. Yeah, it's uh, one of Colorado's 14,000-foot-high peaks, and it's on the Hard Rock 100 course. Um, Is it runnable? Uh, that's a good question. Like, I mean it depends on your fitness level. I mean, there are people that could run up it if they're fully acclimated like a Francois. I don't know if he will be running it. I'll probably be hiking this late in the race because it's around mile 65 or 67. Eh, Yes. Somewhere in there, 65 maybe in this direction. So I will not be running. (laughs) I will be running down it hopefully into, into Grizzly Gulch, but yeah, it's around a, from this side, um, there's one false saddle going up from the Animus Forks aid station. So you kind of go up, you dip down about a thousand feet. So it's about a 5,000 foot climb from the previous aid station. Wow. Okay. All right. There's these questions just keep coming in. You, and oh. this is climbing up handies here. This is from 2017. Oh, that is. Yeah. So this is that lighter jacket, um, that, that I was wearing and obviously we're getting some weather here as well. And you'll be going down. I'll be going down this, this way. Yeah. Right? Everything yeah. in reverse of this video. Do you have a favorite age station at hard rock? Ooh, good question. I mean, it's It's tough to argue against Kroger's canteen. It's just so iconic. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to hitting it early this year. It's like around mile 30. So it'll definitely be in the daylight. <laughs> in the daylight. Um, and I guess, yeah, they, they oftentimes have some like mezcal or, or tequila shots up there. So I guess we'll be hitting that a little early, earlier than normal this time around. Should be fun. Nice. But yeah, there's, there's like so many great aid stations, but that'd probably be my favorite. 
Sorry, Julie Blanda. <laughs> this shot's fired. Jamil, what happened to your vow to be running consistently throughout the whole year? Prove that I said that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, life happens. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we were on a positive trajectory right now. Yeah, so. We can't think about the past. You know, all we can think about is the current moment. That's right. And you're in a good groove, you know? Yep. All right. I think we cleared out most of those. Uh, one other question that's not hard rock related, but there wasn't any fires that went through the Black Canyon course in like the past few months, correct? I'm aware of? Uh, not, nothing on the Black Canyon trail recently. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We, we of course had Flagstaff. That was, that's been the biggest one. Um, and then Cocodona. Cocodona trail. Um, yeah, like hard rock. Um, should we dive into hard rock more heavily? We obviously were just talking about it or should we talk about Mount marathon for a minute? Mm -hmm. Maybe sidestep since it just happened. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll go back to Mount marathon and then, uh, come back to hard rock. All right. So Mount marathon this year, I'm super bummed. I had an invitation to go run it and get a bib this year. I had to turn it down. I caught COVID. Um, so maybe next year, cross my fingers that the offer is still going to be on the table. Um, but, uh, it was, they did a live stream this year. Did you catch any of that? I didn't, I didn't uh, yeah. get to see it, but I saw you sending, uh, some stuff through. Yeah. So n- in past years, it's the local TV station TV, TV, like, yeah. actually did it. So they had like satellite trucks out there. They did an incredible job. They had cameras all over the mountain. They had helicopters. And I think due to like, the pandemic and budget cuts, they have basically discontinued that permanently, which kind of sucks. They were one of the leaders, I feel like, mm-hmm. in in live streaming events. It was like, oh yeah, you can always tune into Mount Marathon. So they did their own this year, and I will say, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, um, it, it was tough to find it, but we did eventually find it. They put it on their YouTube channel, and they had some good commentary. They had some good shots on the course. It wasn't like continuous as good as maybe the TV station, but um, you got a sense for the course and they had some some shots from across the mountain and um, we got to see Max King take the win for the men. His second victory was not a record time, but the big story of the, of the day was Allie Mack, Allie McLaughlin shattering up here, it says, the women's course record set by Emily Forsberg. So now Killian and Emily's Records have now been broken, and man, that is a huge statement, I feel like. After what she just did at Broken Arrow, and now Mount Marathon, super exciting to see Allie running so well. Yeah, I mean, she's absolutely crushing it. So I think her ascent time, they said on the stream, was two minutes faster than the record time, and she ended up breaking the record by about 40 seconds. 40 seconds, seconds, yeah. Yep, so... 4708, I believe, was her time. Uh, that race is so cool. Um, the one thing, and I don't know if there's any people in the chat that know much about Mount Marathon, but the point I wanted to bring up, there's a, a few different ways to go. Like, they don't, they don't define the path for you. And so early on, as soon as you get, they start out in downtown Seward, and you run through the streets, you take a left, and you're kind of going up to the mountain. At the base of the mountain, there's basically a decision point there it's it's like the biggest decision to make you either go up the cliffs or you go up the roots and i think the majority of the field goes up the cliffs so they kind of 
head a little bit to the left and then they're going up basically up a bunch of rocks uh, and then it merges with where the roots come up the roots cuts off a little bit before and if you've watched the run steep get high um, like I have this Alaska's insane video from last year we were scouting the course and you can see the roots in there but um, yeah you're kind of just scrambling up if you go to Max Romy's Instagram um, but yeah, oh yeah, here you go. Okay, that's not the actual race. Oh, here we go. That's the hiking trail, but uh, you kind of go up. It's kind of a little bit more over here. The gut, the waterfall, the cliffs, the chute. Um, you, and you crisscross the course about right there where you go up and then the down trail kind of does a figure eight. Um, but what I thought was interesting, what I'm trying to get to is Allie went up the roots, which I think she was the only top woman to do that. And, and that might, I'm curious if it's going to like define a new way that people go in the future. Cause I think she was able to scramble it up. It's so fast. She talked about in her post-race interview, she was able to get out ahead, like out of sight, out of mind of the rest of the women and just kind of pull away. She kind of snuck up yeah. and just separated herself. So they, like well, she's such strategy. a strong climber, too. Yeah. You're you basically know? like, it's almost a vertical section of these, and there's just all these roots of these trees, and you're just kind of like pulling yourself up by the roots, almost rock climbing up these roots. Yeah. So just thought it was an interesting observation. It seems like a very strong, like, mental move. It's like if second place doesn't know that there's somebody in first place, like that, that could be a game changer in yeah. how it plays out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they just had no clue she was... And, and yeah, the way you're going up, you're kind of in these... There's a lot of vegetation, so you can kind of get around the corner if you're like 50 yards ahead or something like that. So, But yeah, if you go to Max Romy on Instagram, he had a nice little video of her going up the roots. You can kind of see... What was that, Max? Max, M-A-X, Romy. The yeah, second right one there. there. Max got to run the race for the first time this year. So, yeah, I think it's this one. So, yeah, she's the only one there. She's just by herself because everyone else is heading towards the cliffs. And it's extremely steep. You can't quite tell. Oh, you can kind of tell. (laughs) 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 And that's her scrambling up. You can kind of see, if you go to a couple of those other videos, you can see her coming down too. Um, so the this is the cliffs. So, oh, right there in the middle. Yeah, you can see this is like second and third. So a lot of the field will go straight to this and kind of scramble the way up that. And then this is where you come off. They call this glory rock down here. Um, they both avoid it, but a lot of people will slide down this big boulder right there and do like a little yeah. little hands up because the crowds are right there. And sometimes there's some great wipeouts and, and everything. You can see Ali, I think... She's coming down the cliffs there. Super loose, super crazy. Look at all those people lined up. It is that's awesome. Such a good atmosphere. I think she goes right up and over it. Well, guess what? Oh, uh, cuts cuts out. Come from, on, give us more, Max. From the chat here, it said live stream even missed Allie until over halfway up. Like, yeah, that's a good point. I remember that they're thinking that someone else was in the lead, and they're like, "Wait a minute, we have a timing point check in from Allie, and she's like a minute and a half ahead." <laughs> and I think they had a hard time maybe seeing her outfit, Shoot. yeah, because it's more of a neutral color with yeah. the on singlet. It's like 
just blend it in, I guess. Well, I mean, when you look at kind of the color of the mud on screen, I guess maybe. Yeah, maybe it, it blend. It, it may have blended because I think. Yeah, like the third place woman was wearing like neon pink or something yeah. like that. So, but yeah, it's it's a super fun race. Um, I hope to make it back up there someday. Alaska is is awesome. Shout out to Allie Mack. Yeah, great. Yeah, I, just a great year for Mount Marathon. I think uh, last year it was still a little bit subdued. They had it on July seventh. I think they canceled the year before. Had like just an unofficial run. So. This was back on the fourth. You can see the full crowds were out there. So just great to see. 94th running, I think, this year. That's crazy. Should we transition back to Hard Rock? Because I have a transition. Let's yeah. let's hear it, see it. What you got for us? So I found this <laughs> on the normal. Normal. Oh, this is a gr- this is a perfect transition. Uh so it looks like so normal <laughs> is Killian's yes. new clothing slash shoe wear company. Correct. And he posted that they're hiring. Yep. Okay. So you can apply to work for them. Well, that's what, what does I, this have to do with hard rock? I mean, if you look at the actual post here, which I'll pull it up, <laughs> it's an, it looks like an indeed, uh, like job opportunity for hard rock, hundred mile pacer. The responsibilities are not to run faster than him or much slower. You get to guide them through the whole route and contribute to the first normal race in the United States. It sounds pretty <laughs> legit, and only 31 people have applied. When they I think chances are, chances are pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Have more people applied since? I don't know. Well, can you try and apply? So basically, they have a job opening to be Killian Spacer at Hard Rock 100. This is like novel is idea. Is it really I've set up, or is all of this just Photoshopped? Go down. Uh, well, can you click on the post? Let's I think see. it's a post here. Yep. There you go. No, this is real. Is it? Apply now. If you want to be Killian's pacer in a race as hard rock, tell us more about yourself. Are you ready? We will announce the profile chosen through our Strava club. Join and find out if you're the pacer who will accompany Killian in his legendary American event. Bryce, you trying to apply or what, dude? You know, it doesn't I mean, hurt. you just won a circle of death. Or Do you want to be an official it? pacer at hard rock? Join. 502 people have filled this out. Oh, okay. So there's a type form here. Should we go through it? (laughs) I mean, if you want to apply, I don't know what it's going to ask you. Why not? (laughs) This is a novel idea. This This is a great, this is a great idea. I mean, it's brilliant. We could have crowdsourced your pacers. Ooh. Oh. Two best race performances. What you got, Bryce? Oh, man. I well, you barely it. lost to Nick Curry at Ram Party. That might be up there just because it's a longer distance. It's the only, like, longer distance one I have. Born to Run is my fastest for sure in the 30-mile. I mean, I think you should – I mean, this is, like – this is almost like Barkley application status. Like, why should really? you be allowed to be Killian's pacer? You got to sell yourself here. You know what? I well, think, you've through hiked the Arizona Trail. That's up there. I think my amount of Cocodona pacing might be applicable somewhere on here. So, like, what was your? Because um, th- they're going to want to probably look for people that can keep up with him. So, I think if you can show something there, you're fast. So that's born to run. So, you like, say, like, did you win it? Uh, I lost by one second. Okay, so but... second place, like, born to run, fifty k, thirty miler, and then put your what time? Uh, 324. Oh, yeah. That definitely needs to go on there. <laughs> that is legit. 
I would put that on there. And then, I don't know, Ram Party second place? Is that the most? Third, right? Or third place? Third place. Would that be yeah. more applicable probably than, I don't know, like through hiking the Arizona Trail? I don't know. Probably. Probably. Maybe. Race performances, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the two people who beat you at Ram Party were legit. You can do an enter to make a line break if you want to. Oh, I see. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did that work? Uh, I think you got most of it. All right. Yeah. Good enough. <laughs> Ooh, Strava profile. Nice. <laughs> this is yeah. awesome. This is legit. You always count on Limbus to come up with some good marketing moves, you know? Yeah. Let's see the line in. It does. Maybe I'll do the rest of this in a little bit. All right. It's up to you, man. <laughs> but um, that's super cool. So Bryce well, is going to apply. Chosen. We'll see what happens with that. Do you think they'll let you carry a GoPro if you are chosen? They can't stop you. I mean, here's guest. They might request. Yeah, here's guest, guest of honor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big responsibility. That's so cool, though. Um, but yeah, normal. I mean, they've got two athletes running the race this year. They've got Dakota Jones and Killian both running. So the Dakota they're going to be making a, it sounds like they're doing some, some marketing moves, um, drawing some attention to their new brand. Of course, uh, Killian's coming off his Zagama course record. And I just saw from Dakota, you know, he's finished the race three times out of four attempts. He hasn't raced a lot lately, but he's been spending a lot of time in the mountains. I think he's got a good mindset coming into it this year. So He's placed as high as second here before, so it's going to yeah, be a I great mean, field. The, I mean, the field is incredible. We just get Jeff into Browning it. We just uh, get into is in it. the field, and then obviously Francois, your defending champion and course record holder, and course record holder. He's also trying to become a true hard rocker this year. Yeah, coming back. Um, Daniel Jung, I'm probably totally mispronouncing his last name, and I apologize. Um, he from Italy. Yeah, he has done well. Top 10 at TDS. He's like very strong. Hong Kong 100K, he was... That's probably why I know the name. He was second in 2017. Strong runner, for sure. Nick, obviously running. Oh, he won Diagonal Defu in 2021. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, this is stacked. Oh, man. Uh, Stephen Moore, legit. John Kelly, John first Kelly. official hundred miler. Can you believe that? Huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. You just well no. Over here. Well no. <laughs> like, I, I uh, well I was like I when it I lived in when I lived in Atlanta, I'd seen him at some races in kind of the southeast, and I was like, wait, and they were like fifty miles. Yeah, I mean, he's done. He's kind of done stuff on either end. Like, obviously, well, all he's these done really, some big runs over in the UK. Yeah, like JFK, Hellgate. He's done a bunch of stuff longer. Two, you know, he won the Franklin's two hundred miler. Mm -hmm. He's you know finished Tour de Jant, but um, you know, besides Barkley, which some argue isn't a traditional hundred miler, it really isn't. But it's his first hundred, so he's been up there training and and acclimating. So that's going to be fun to watch him. Yeah, Jeff Browning. You got Luke Nelson, I think, finally getting in after, yep. like, the decade of trying. Coop. You got Coop in there. Um, yeah, Nick Curry. He's um, He's got a few top five finishes. Nick, yep. Yeah. Obviously, maybe 
coming in a little less ideal than he would have liked. Yeah, probably about the opposite of what he was hoping for. Um, (laughs) He was hoping for a little bit more. Um, Uh, Andy Pearson also in. Very stoked for that. On the women's side, absolutely stacked. Absolutely stacked. You got a lot of your kind of like usual suspects, but this is, is this the first year of the new kind of like gender splits, I believe, where they had the separate women's lottery this year? I believe it is. For some reason, I thought they'd. Maybe last year? Last year, but I could be wrong. I forget. It might have been last year. You can correct me in the chat, but. Basically, you're going to see, you know, you got 27 women in the field. There are a bunch of years where it's like, oh, there's 12 women running hard rock out of 144. So they they guaranteed the same percentage of women that applied and like qualified and applied. There's going to be at least that many women in the race, which I think is amazing. Get 27 women in the race this year, which is probably the most ever. Um, you got Darcy PQ former winner of the race multiple times over. You Legend. have Sabrina Stanley. What, two wins now? Um, yeah. Courtney D. Courtney got, got gets another chance at it after her withdrawal last year. You know she's going to be wanting to get to that finish line. Angela Chartel, who has won uh, Mogollon, quite a few other 100-mile races. You got Maggie Guterrell from Durango. So she's been training on the course a bunch. You got Megan Hicks. Running, I believe. Yep. You got the Betsy's, Betsy Kalmeyer, Betsy Nye. They both won the race before. You have, who else? Stephanie Case is an interesting one. Who else am I missing here? Amanda Grimes, Silverton Local. Joanna Ford. I don't know this name, but she looks to be strong. Canadian has done well up there. So yeah, that's my quick overview. I'm stoked. The both fields are so loaded. The chat wants predictions. If you have them for winners of hard rock. I, or is that something we should uh, hold off for fantasy free trail? Well, this will be our last episode pre well yeah i think i might try and do an air of betrayal talk but maybe with nick somewhere Mm. in colorado like we might just do a live version of the two of us love um, it just go maybe talk a little trash about who's (laughs) gonna be or strategy maybe i think we might end up working together best case scenario just to see how much fitness he's lost and how he's probably gonna take it really easy i would imagine like not he's not gonna push it at all yeah um until the last like half mile when he has to outkick yeah. you. Yeah, the last downhill <laughs> notoriously. I mean, I think it's tough. If if Courtney's on and feeling good, it's tough. I would not bet against Courtney DeWalter. I, I think that she could do something crazy at this race, just considering what she did at UTMB and what she does everywhere. I think a healthy Courtney is going to be unbeatable here. Living at altitude in Leadville, now coming back with some experience and a chip on her shoulder. I would uh, I would agree. I think that after – it was last year, right? After last year, I feel like maybe Courtney has a bit a bit to prove uh, just based on, yeah, how that race panned out for her. Um, 
and everything like that. So I think that she's going to be coming in really motivated to prove that when she's on the starting line, she is uh, typically the, the, the person to watch. And you know that is going to motivate the heck out of Sabrina Stanley. Um, so that is going to be fun to see because that's what she's yeah. asking. She's like, you know, I think she wants to go head to head against a healthy Courtney and see, you know, see what happens. So no, for sure. Based on Sabrina's uh, post race interview last year, I believe uh, she is very excited to <laughs> sorry to uh, to toe the line against a healthy Courtney. So the men's field is, I think, uh, man, this is really tough. Yeah. <laughs> Just the fact that you have Killian versus Francois at Hard Rock, the only way this could be better is if he had Jim Walmsley lining up. And that would be just ultimate, like, all-time lineup. I mean, Debo, too. Let's throw him in there. But but Jim, Jim, Francois, Killian, on the Hard Rock 100, would there be anything better? No, and because we've seen them at uh, UTMB before, right? But that is a much different type of mountain race. Um, and so I think especially given the the amount of time Jim has typically spent in the San Juans. I think that would be pretty epic. But well, I think this me, year's like, lineup is, is just so, so special to me sick. Too. What's that? This year's lineup is still so sick. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Like, I man, if I have to choose between those two, it's really tough. I mean, we saw Francois run a 21.45 last year, which – in this direction was like pretty insane. I think it was an hour 45 off of Killian's best time in that direction and almost an hour off of his time in the opposite direction, this year's direction, which was supposedly the easier direction, which I don't think it matters that much. And I think Francois proved that. Yeah. But it will be interesting to see what happens because these guys could just push each other to like, some unbelievable like what what Jim was trying to prove was possible here which is it I mean sub 21 hours is sub 20 hours possible here at Hard Rock I don't know wouldn't that be nuts I, I wouldn't put it against well, someone what's, necessarily what's awesome is like Killian is coming in having already shown that he is incredibly fit you know and so his performance as a gamma I think is like the stamp of approval that like he hasn't lost anything. Um, and so for him to be coming in super fit and for Francois to be Francois, uh, like, yeah, I mean, that is super exciting and it shows how incredible those two athletes are, uh, given that like, we're not even mentioning the people like Jeff Browning or Dakota Jones as like, even in that conversation. I mean, they're, you know, uh, and they're like, those two ru- guys are going to be running like really well and are probably going to like have great races and finish really high, but it just shows like, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, Z- Xavier out here with Jeff Browning, oh you know, um, not to take anything away from Jeff Browning's win, but you know, you never know what's going to happen out there No, and, for sure. And even like, I mean, Killian dropped out of UTMB one year with like a stomach thing. So, you know, Courtney had dropped out last year. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't have foresaw that or forecasted that at all so it's gonna be awesome yeah it's gonna be gonna be a great year um any questions in the chat 
Wait, so did we pick? We didn't pick. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> has, where, has Killian been at altitude at all? Getting Is he... Have you seen anything? I haven't seen anything. I mean, Francois is already here. He's like, I think it was up on Handy's like yesterday or the day before. So. Sending Debo uh, love videos. And so, yeah, this you. is his third year. He came two years ago also to just run on the course. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, man, Francois is like one of the best all time in the mountains. But I also and love so Killian. Is, so is uh, Killian though, it's right? so hard. Do you have to pick? I don't want to pick. <laughs> what do you got? I'd Anything? go with. I'd go with Francois. Tried and true. <sighs> Look at that. In the mountains, I'm with Matt. I'm that say, breaks my heart. Yeah. To even utter those I words. I think Killian. Um, yeah, Francois just like more recently done his better. performance last year was like. Bananas. He was just like toying around with Debo too, probably, huh? Just like uh, poor Debo. <laughs> <laughs> but Killian is like also did that at Hard Rock. He, I don't think he's had anyone to push him to his potential. At well, this he race. won one year using his hydration pack as a sling. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, one. What he's doing like four times, <laughs> just like had no one to really push him the whole way. So. This, I think it's going to be a special year on both sides. I think, I think we could see records. I would expect to see records on both sides. So Diana Finkel and Sabrina Stanley. It's actually funny. A lot of the women's records are all from the odd years as well. So I think that's been debunked. <laughs> the whole like which way is faster yeah. thing. But I think, you know, Diana Finkel's 27-18. Sabrina Stanley ran a 27-21 last year. I think records are going to fall on both sides. That's my prediction. Even though the race is like 1.8 miles longer than normal. Oh, yeah. I said, I don't think it'll matter. It's going to be great. How do you, do you feel ready for that extra 1.8 miles? No. I don't feel ready for 100 <laughs> miles. When was the last? I mean, my last 100-mile attempt was Mogion where I dropped out. So... But that was like a week after UTMB or like two weeks after UTMB or something. Yeah, but and you did I don't finish know, like, that. It's, yeah, but it's been since like last August that I've finished a hundred miler. So, it yeah, it, it kind of I've done it so many times that I should probably give it more respect that it deserves. But in my head, I'm like, oh, it's I've like riding this. a bike. I've done this a bunch of times. Like I'm just gonna go do it. But it's a lot of pain that's coming up. And I haven't had a lot of long runs. I mean, four, I did a four hour, four and a half hour time on feet run on Sunday and Flagstaff uh, came up there. But other than that, I mean, my previous long run was like, I think a Mogi on training run with Sensman in April. That was like 19 miles. It's been a drought of, of long runs and consistency. So fresh legs. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm really approaching this with basically no expectations. I want to have fun. I want to have a good time out there. If I can link up and run with my brother, as long as we can stay together, I think that's probably going to be a strategy. Uh, and and hopefully just enjoy the tour of the San Juan Mountains. I mean, this is a they say this is a run, not a race, and I'm I'm treating it like that this year more than any. And yeah. Love it. 
we're gonna make some mashed potato burritos and Let's i'm go. gonna buy some fresh nutrition and it's gonna be great <laughs> are you planning on taking a video out there a camera out there oh absolutely i mean i kind of have to at this point uh i'll have a gopro with me um and i think we we probably i've been trying to just wrap my head around running the race but i think we're probably gonna have um maybe one or two folks helping to do some some extra filming we might we're thinking about i mean this is kind of a special year for me having run it the in this like opposite way for the first time um, but also nick and i both coming into it with like questionable fitness levels sure yeah like we don't know like can i come off very low training volume and finish the hard rock 100 and become a true hard rocker can Nick come off of an injury and a recent like PRP treatment and finish the hard rock 100 and who's going to beat who, you know, I don't know. Or are we going to hold hands at the finish? I have no idea. That's what I got. Love it. Nick's going to so kick excited you. For this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I've got that like years of fitness uh, and that's probably what I'm hoping that's what will happen is like, once you get going, it's like, oh yeah, this is just like clockwork. And yeah. I think the biggest thing for me, you know, I don't have the altitude. I won't have the altitude training. I'll have, like I said, about a week up there. Uh, Nick's been up there a lot longer than me. He's been up in, uh, in the San Juans for, I think a couple months now. So he's got, he's got that dialed for sure. Nice. Should we jump into some quick takes? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do yeah, it. I lost yeah. track of time, but. Let's see what we got. All right. So this section of the show, if you are just joining us, we've got we've gathered some uh, some fun, quirky things in the sport, some items to react to. We haven't really seen these before, so you're gonna get our raw reactions. Covered Allie Mac already. Historic. This actually was Shout out uh, Allie. this was a submission. Nice. From Ooh. Chris Warden. Oh. oh. <laughs> I love that we're getting the submissions. This is great. I think there should be more of this. Don't celebrate too early. So this is a triathlon. Uh -huh. Just breaks the tape. He's devastated. I there's a few of these, but nobody seems up, as upset with losing it as this guy. <laughs> comes out of nowhere. That's gonna be you and Nick. <laughs> I'll, I'll be celebrating early dude i've i've won a sprint kick to the finish of hard rock before over five Nick? no rob youngren in 2013 um he tried or i passed him with five miles to go and he stuck right behind me and we raced head to head all the way to the finish line i beat him by one second uh so brutal did so you painful. have to kiss the the rock yeah so sprint finish face into rock that's what you do oh nice good update uh, here. checking in on wit shout out wit so it seems like he's doing a lot better than the first round um he is 702 miles done this was posted two days ago so i'm sure he's another 100 plus miles in at this point uh but he's at kennedy meadows so i pulled up a little map and he's right about there 
Ooh. Coming up from Mexico. Nice. So he's he's probably going up Whitney now or maybe yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's that high Sierra, John Muir Trail section mm-hmm. of the PCT. But yeah, at least he's kind of through the desert section, right. which I think is one of the most worrisome sections. Yeah, what did he say about it? The desert brought me to my knees over and over, which for this time of year, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Good on Whit for making it through that. Being like one of the last to leave going northbound so late in the year, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll let's keep... go Whit. Yeah. And he also uh, it's actually so it's String Bean who's managing his social media while he's on trail. So he'll he calls String Bean and gives him updates, and some of the posts are just kind of like the manuscript of the the voicemails, and they're pretty neat to listen to. Nice. So yeah, we'll keep following around with that. Uh, Mike McKnight. So this weekend is Badwater 135. Oh, that like was off wow. my radar. Whoopsies. Yeah. Um, I went through the entrance list, and Mike McKnight was like the big name that stuck out to me. I saw he posted on Instagram. Sally McRae is running again, right? Is she? She's doing like a big project. She's doing a bunch of like six or eight big races between now and the end of the year. I think she said... I don't know if she's just sandbagging, but because she won last year. Yep. But she's like, oh, I'm, you know, this is part of a bigger project. I'm not necessarily going for the win, but we'll see. We will have our eyes on Badwater for sure. Keep an eye on it. So that's this, this next, isn't it usually starting on a Monday, I think? It's like the 11th or something. Yeah, that's right. Because Hard Rock used to be a week earlier. I think there was at least one crazy that would run hard rock Friday through Sunday. Oh, seriously. And then like go immediately over. I think I've paced it both in the same year. Or like, I don't know. That's a lot. We all do crazy stuff. Um, I saw this online. Uh, there's actually a petition. <laughs> I think we got asked to share this or something. Did we? Maybe. And we're like, we're not going to share it. Well, at least like on our right. try and promote it. But yeah, we will shout it out on the show for sure. Um, True Heart Brown, we talked a little bit about this. Um, there's a petition trying to get the attention of the board of uh, Western this? States, I guess. Yeah. They do have a special consideration entry or maybe a sponsor, well, I mean, like you said, too. Yes. And it's not going to matter because he signed up for Black Canyon. <laughs> He's going to get there. Back to back champ. That's right. Defending champ. How many people have won Black Canyon 100K in back-to-back years? I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know if it's been done. Could be a first. I like this idea. I was just, I just want to try this at some point, especially if it's like mosquito. Like at Western, at Greengate, I would have caught a lot of mosquitoes with this. This is definitely like a Midwest thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it looks very. Um, very midwestern so are, is this like a math problem like we have to figure out how many miles they went <laughs> yeah pretty much i guess those are deer flies which bite painfully so it's like 17 by my count so do the math and you can figure out they went like two and two something miles i think somebody did in here oh maybe not oh it's in yeah in one of the other communities somebody did the math i think it was yeah some two point something perfect we can do math love it uh, weird sport of the week, um, brought to you again by the UK. Just silence it so we don't get demonetized. Yep. <laughs> uh, 
This was actually, so there was a chat recommendation for bog snorkeling. Uh, and then they actually took it a step further, and this is mountain bike bog snorkeling. <laughs> and so what they're going to do is they have this specific canal, and they have <laughs> a specific bike. It's not going very well. So the bike is weighted down with lead weights. And I believe the participant is also wearing weights to weight the bike down to the bottom. Uh, and so, yeah, and so you have to be completely submerged with only your head out of the water. And you have to go down no way. in this bog, do, I think, a loop, and then come back. 60-meter trench. <laughs> and I think a lot of these people are honestly, they go down, maybe not this, this guy looks really set up and official, but some, I think, are going down and just dragging the bike through the mud, like, underneath them. This is a sport. What? This is thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> Not as intense as bed racing. Oh, goodness. But the UK has all the wackiest stuff. Every single one of them. Mountain bike bog We snorkeling. do have the peanut pushing, though. So, The peanut pushing, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. That is uh, taking place on the... Sitting there with the pipe, eh? spectating <laughs> in the peat bog. <laughs> Yeah, the peanut thing is rolling soon, huh? I think just in a couple days it gets started. I think it's yep. in between uh, in between Silverton Kendall and uh, Hard Rock. You want me to push a peanut up Kendall Mountain? No. <laughs> That'll be my last training effort. <laughs> I think that he's set to start in between, uh, in between Kendall and Hard Rock, right? 9th through the 17th. So. That's also that's Silverton. Pretty quick push. Yeah. I mean, Let's go. Let's go Miller. Oh, no. Salem. So, yep, those are my quick takes of this week. Nice. Uh, Solid ones. Should we roll through the chat? Any last questions, yeah. Get drop them in now because we, uh, we're coming to the end of the show. What's harder, Hard Rock or Ure? I have never done that race, um, but it has a lot more gain. But it's also a lot of, like, dirt road out and backs. I don't know. It's like give or take. Let's just say it. Hard rock. Hard rock. <laughs> I mean, I prefer hard rock, but. <laughs> Do you think Jim signed up to pace Killian? No, because he's in Europe. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> Could you imagine Jim filling out the online application? I mean, he would probably... <sighs> Pace Francois, if he was here. Yeah. Got somebody um, asking, who is True Heart Brown? Who is True Heart Brown? <laughs> True Heart Brown. <laughs> Get out of the chat section. You don't deserve <laughs> to be here. No. True Heart Brown. He burst onto the scene, Black Canyon this year. He gapped one of the most competitive Black Canyon fields we've ever had off the track and was like a half mile ahead at the first aid station, seven miles in. He led wire to wire. He won the race, won a golden ticket uh, for Western States this year, and he had to withdraw due to the pipeline fire. He's like an incident command for Flagstaff Fire, wildland firefighter, and uh, so, yeah, wasn't able to run Western States this year due to, due to the fire and his local trails. That's that true sums it up for you. 
That's true, Brown. There's a couple of interviews out there, um, I think, with some folks after Black Canyon. You can go learn more about them. Um, is there a most likely place on the Hard Rock course for people to drop? Most likely to drop? Yeah, location-wise. Probably at, um, in this direction, I mean, Ure would be a big drop point, probably. You're 45 miles in. I would think formerly Grouse Gulch, now Animus Forks would be a pretty big drop point because once you leave there, unless your crew wants to drive like over this crazy Cinnamon Pass road or all the way around to Lake City, a lot of crews won't go to Sherman at mile 70. So you have this like 30 mile stretch without crew from Animus Forks to Cunningham. So I think if you're feeling really bad there, if it's your race is not going well, I think that's an easy spot to drop at because your crew can go to that spot. So I think those two in this direction would be the biggest drop points. All right. That's my anecdotal evidence. Love it. Is Havelina 100 happening this year? Absolutely. Absolutely Havelina 100. Yeah. Happening. Halloween, baby. Mm, I think that's most of the other questions. I think we... And have most of them in the chat here. I will say the Ure 100 um, course record is 30-46. So, I mean, I would say it's probably harder than Hard Rock. It has a lot more climbing. So, And the women's record is 34-26. So as far as like, it's definitely slower. Are you ever going to do Francois it? But also Francois hasn't done it, so I don't know. Are you, you I don't gonna... have... I don't have plans. Do you have any to. ambitions for it? Mm-mm. Cool. Not really. Not at this point. Cool. I have one ambition. <laughs> Let's get through next weekend. No, it's five loops at Barkley. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But in the immediate future. Yeah, immediate future. <laughs> Survive in advance, baby. Is that all you got for us, Bryce? That's all I got for you. Nice. Well, um, Thank you, Matt and Bryce, for joining us again this year. I I said I just did this to Skylar. I was like, "Thanks, Skylar, for joining us." It's like you guys are the regulars here. So, <laughs> um, yeah, let us know in the comments if you guys appreciate this show. If you want more of it, um, we might do some guests at some point. We've got a couch we could pull up over here. We might get some in studio guests, but uh, the plan right now is. Uh, if we do a show next week, it'll probably be live with me and Nick somewhere in Colorado. And other than that, we'll be back in studio in two weeks yep. with a Hard Rock recap. We'll be a few days post Hard Rock. That's going to be an epic one. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of stories. We'll also, uh, if we don't talk about it next week, we'll probably also talk about Kendall and Silverton Alpine yep. uh, results from that and what went down. That's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. See you, everyone. See you guys.